opening bell it's been a couple weeks rick episode 13 so we're in the the classic championship rounds you said last time championship now we're in the real championship rounds pacific coast boxing punches and bunches shoe shines in the corner hot sauce to the ribs ganchos aligado when in doubt stick it out you know where you're at pacific coast boxing episode 13 here with my partner in crime co-host rick prado rick what's up man hey how's it going man excited to be back you know it feels like forever since we've been doing this and uh you know, just good to be back. I know, I know, right? 13, you know, episode 13, that's 13 <laughs> weeks. I think it made sense. We took the uh, the week off after Labor Day. Um, there was a few fights, right? I mean, nothing nothing too exciting. Um, but but nevertheless, a lot of good boxing news yeah. um, on the horizon that I know we're going to talk about. So um, fired up about getting back into it. One of the things that I think we're going to start doing, and I think we'll start next week, Rick, is starting to break down the big fights that are coming up. Mm -hmm. We said we would do that as we got closer to the dates. Well, guess what? We're there. So starting next week, everybody, we're going to start breaking down. First, it's the fight card on the 26th. Mm -hmm. That's, like I've told you before, and we said on the show, the fight card of the year. We'll start breaking them down, you know, putting out our predictions, you know, uh, maybe posting them on Instagram, you know, and see how... Uh you know, our, our record shapes out. That's not a bad idea. We'll yeah. actually start putting that out there and ask the fans who you got. You got yeah. the Charlo brothers. You got Brandon Figueroa, right? The heartbreak kid. You got Mario Barrios. You got Diego Magdaleno. And then, of course, one of our personal favorites, you got uh, Danny Roman. Yeah. Right? So that's a, a lot. That's a big card. So we're going to break those fights down. Um, outside chance, right? We're trying to see if we can even pull one of those guys in, see if they got 10, 15 minutes to come on the show with us. That'll be um, amazing. So starting next week, we're going to break down that that whole card. And then after that, of course, we're really only a few weeks away from the super fight, which is Teofimo and Lomachenko. Yeah, October 17th. You know, really looking forward to that one. You know, that's another, you know, 50-50 fight. That's right. And we talked about that, right? I want to say, I don't episode two or four, mm -hmm. right? We talked about that was one of the fights we wanted to see. And we covered it, but I think now we're going to really expound, right, yeah. on on that fight, go into the details, and then and come out with what we believe is the uh, um, who's going to who's going to take that fight. Yeah, I think back then I think I had Teofimo. Yeah, and, and I think so did I. But you know, maybe we'll 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 dive deep, and maybe we'll see something now that we didn't see back then. And I have. That's the thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If you had to corner me right now, I'd yeah. say Teofimo. But <laughs> just looking at right some of what Teofimo or what uh, Lomachenko has done. And how he's preparing may may change, folks. Okay, and then of course, the week after that, we're going to break down the other kind of call it a mini super fight, the Leo Santa Cruz and Gervonta Tank Davis fight. Yeah, yeah, another good one. You know, another one where you can see that fight going either way. Yeah, and you know, so much, so many X factors, right? Yeah. Does does he make weight, right? Um, you know, he's coming all the way down to one thirty. Oh. Uh, uh, Leo Santa Cruz didn't did, did, has come up didn't look good in his first fight at 130. Yeah. So you got all that going on. So we got to break that fight down all the way down. We're going to peel as many layers as we can. So I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. I feel like we're finally finally hitting that stretch run, Rick, where we're getting all the big fights. Yeah, no, finally, you know, October, November, even December, starting to shape out. Like you know, there's going to be some big fights. Um, 
you know, I think there'll be even bigger fights in, in 2021, but we, we have enough to get us through the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, right, they're even talking about, I know we'll cover this a bit in the news, they're talking about Wilder and Fury maybe even having fans, right, at the at the Vegas uh, location. Yeah. Is it a, Allegiant Stadium, I think, with um, maybe 15,000 fans? So you're 15, talking about fans. we can, we, right, mm-hmm. can maybe hopefully be a part of those 15,000 and start to watch fights live, man. Yeah, no, it definitely, you know, I'm itching to get back. It's It's been, you know, five or six months since we've gone to a fight. It's you been know, too it's, long. Yeah, it's been too long. So, you know, so we've got that coming up as well. Right. We got all that on the horizon. Um, we're going to break out today a segment, I think, because he is considered to be the pound for pound best fighter um, by Ring Magazine, of course, which is ran by Golden Boy. But any boxing um, you know, publication uh, uh, experts will have Canelo Alvarez, of course, mm-hmm. easily in the top three. Um, it's worth having its own segment. So we're going to break that down, okay? We're going to break that down, even give you an analogy of how I see that whole situation. Who's right? Who's wrong? Is anybody right or wrong? Where do they go from here? Is there any, um, is there a win-win scenario? I don't, I, you know, forget about compromising. Yeah. Where do they go from here? Yeah, you know, uh, we'll definitely break it down, but, uh, you know, this whole thing is a mess, and it's been a mess for probably a while. It has, yeah. right? So it's worth its own segment to really get up to speed with what exactly is going to happen there and how they got here and, and all of the gray areas. Now that we know a little bit more about that contract and how it was put together and, and who owes what, of course we're going to have the stat of the week, yeah. right? Which was, uh, I, got a, I got a note from a, from a listener, uh-huh. okay? I'll just say a listener from Cincinnati who really appreciated the, uh, your stat of the week with um, the most losses, yeah. Right. The fighter was from Cincinnati, which was his hometown. So he reached out and said he really appreciated that. Oh, no, no. You know, that's good to hear. You know, good to hear that the, you know, the fans are getting what the, what, what they like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. There. Yeah, absolutely. That's my buddy, Rick. Great photographer as well. Rick, yeah. if you're listening, appreciate you, brother. Um, so, hey, man, I'm excited to get started. Take a quick break. We're going to get caught up with all of the news, all the fights that just happened. Um, and then we're going to really get into this whole Canelo uh, mess and give you our take on it. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Fonzo Ruiz, protect yourself at all times. We're back. And one more thing we're going to talk about today, Rick, and I think we'll cover this after the news. Maybe we'll sandwich it in between, is um, been difficult to get Goyo back on the phone. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, this is just me, that Goyo may have watched the fight again uh-huh. and may realize that he had no 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 firm ground to stand on yeah. with the fact that Leonard did win the fight. So anyways, been getting emails, been getting feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to know who you chose. Okay, yeah, yeah, so we will get to that. Um, okay, good. Yeah, definitely, you know, with Goyo, it's disappointing yeah. that, you know, he's missing in action. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people think this job is easy. Yeah. You know, it's not as easy as it's it's it not. seems. Yeah. It's not to show up every day. And yeah. the thing is, we're going we're gonna to say this, yeah, Goyo didn't make weight, yeah. right? He didn't make weight, right, for, for the mm-hmm. fight here to, to contest and to have the discussion with you. Yeah. So, you know, and, by and, rule, and right? And sometimes, you know, that happens because they don't really want the fight. Right. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly, that's exactly that's a great point. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't have signed up for it. Right. Yeah. And then everything else. Right. The location, mm-hmm. the venue. Right. Um, so there you have it. So that's a big deal, though. So we'll find out after uh, after we get through the 
the news yeah. more than likely. And then we'll talk about the whole Canelo situation. But let's talk boxing news, Rick. What's going on in the world of boxing? Okay, uh, a couple things came out uh, earlier today. Um, the Jessica McCaskill Cecilia Breakus fight. It's scheduled to be early 2021. Uh, Breakus was talking about. She might retire, but uh, she's invoked her rematch clause, and that fight's going to take place. And that's good, right? Yeah. Remember we talked about um, complete sportsmanship from her when she lost the title, right? Yeah. And there's someone who literally, literally dominated, forget about boxing, women's boxing, mm -hmm. period. You know, how many people can say that about? And so I like it. I want to I want to see that rematch, and it's and it's one of those things where you know if she doesn't take that rematch, she just retires. Yeah, she's gonna regret it. Yeah, you know, years down the road where mm -hmm. maybe she can't take that fight. Yeah, have a chance to win, she's gonna regret not doing it. Yeah, and that's a fight, right? And I think did they have fans for the first one because that took place across across uh, the pond, right? No, no, it was um it was in Tulsa. Oh, it was in, it was Tulsa. in Tulsa. Okay, um they they kind of did it in the streets. Okay, but there weren't there weren't fans yeah. there. And that's the thing, right? So hopefully by the time that they do the rematch, right, it could be in a venue where there's fans because that mm -hmm. fight deserves it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know, hopefully uh, we're in a lot better place early 2021 than we are right now. Uh, I think things are getting that way, but, yeah. um, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. All right. Uh, the other uh, rematch that's uh, coming, the Povetkin, Dillian White. Yeah. yeah, it's going to happen in November. Yeah. Um, you know, seem kind of seems like they're rushing into this uh, fight to hurry up and get this fight yeah, back. Yeah, you think and... it's a title lim <laughs> title eliminator number two, right? Yeah. Right? It was title eliminator A, and oh, sorry, the wrong guy won. Yeah. So, sorry, we're going to reschedule that. I'm telling you, it's like the USA and the Russians in 68. Mm -hmm. Keep inbounding the ball until the Russians <laughs> score the winning layup. That's That's what this reminds me of, right? Yeah. What a joke. There's someone, and I know we're going to get there's somebody who you think could have a lawsuit, right? Except, of course, he probably signed the dotted line that says, hey, if you lose an immediate mm -hmm. rematch. But what about, hey, I'll give you a rematch after I fight for the title? Yeah. Isn't this a title eliminator? You would think. But Doesn't you know, a time eliminator, yeah. right? But Doesn't it imply that if I win, I get to fight for the title? Yeah, you know, maybe. Or does that have uh, to beat you twice? Yeah, it's one of those things where we have to see the contract. You know, we're going to yeah. talk about contracts later in the uh, whole Canelo deal. But it, it's um, like we talked about, you know, in the, uh, you know, in like the fast pitch softball world, right? It's like getting through your bracket without a loss and then you mm -hmm. meet the team with the loss and the team with the loss has to beat you twice. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they just should have said it, right? <laughs> Pavodkin's coming from the loser's bracket. So you mm -hmm. have to beat Dillian White twice. But you only have to beat him once. But yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah, only in boxing the, the, these silly rules come into play. Well, the turns and the, you know, give me a break, yeah. right? Why don't we just say it, right? And then, you, and then you get to the point where it's like, why even fight? We already know they want Dillian White because he's got the bigger name and they believe the better opportunity, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you, this is just a formality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The beauty of it now, of course, I think most of us, we're all pulling for Povatka now. Oh, yeah. No, we everybody wants to do wants it to... again. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, may, I may even go find a, find a shirt of his. And, That's right. And, and, and buy it. You yeah. Know, just to, Why not? To wear it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> You could just you could just imagine the judges and everybody that's going to be lined up for that one. Yeah. What Eddie Hearns is going to do for that one. Right? Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> Anyways, that's too bad. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, but, yeah, let's, let's Yeah, sorry, you weren't supposed to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, uh, the Arter Biedebriev fight um, that was scheduled for October 23rd is now off. He broke a rib in, in training. Uh, he's been out since uh, October of 2019. 
Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. I mean, that's one of the guys. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. in our last podcast. I think he's right there knocking on the door of being a bona fide mega superstar. So he had a lot of momentum coming in yeah. through 2019, and it looks like you know he could go through all of 2020 without a fight. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. 15 to no, 15 knockouts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and there you have it. Um, the other news: uh, Devin Haney. They're looking for an opponent for him for November on the zone. A um, couple names that uh, Eddie Hearn threw out there: Gary Russell Jr., Yorkis Gamboa. Um, you know, I'm interested. Um, it'd be nice to see that Gary Russell fight, but I think he's a little too too small for him. Well, yeah, he's coming all the way up from featherweight. Yeah. He's coming up from 126 all the way to 135, mm-hmm. right? Not to mention Gary Will- you know, Williams. He's like the uh, the Haley Comet of boxing, right? Yeah, we see him once well, every whatever, <laughs> once a year. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So no, that that doesn't make any sense. And, and, and the Gamboa fight, you know, I think is just going to be target practice for Haney at this point. How can your Yorkist Gamboy even make lightweight, though? He's uh, fighting that welterweight. Well, his last fight was against um, uh, Tank Davis. Okay, and, and, Tank, ma- and Tank Davis didn't look good. Well. Oh, that's right. You he know heard, what? That's right. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thinking that's right. I'm thinking yeah. Yorkist Gamboa was fighting at uh, at welterweight yeah. or, or super at 140. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely it was right. Yeah, that's right. And he didn't look so good. Yeah. Um, and you got, of course, Gamboa looked decent. It would be the first name, yeah. though, on Devin yeah. Haney's record. You know, yeah. a lot of the, you look at his opponents, you haven't really heard of him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's looked good against the, those guys. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see him maybe in there against, you know, Gary Russell has a nice name, even though I think Gary Russell's too small. And Gamboa, you know. Well, he's, he's entering. Good fighter he, like 10 years ago. He's entering that gatekeeper's yeah. kind of world, right? Kind of role, I should say. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Showtime also announced uh, for their pay-per-view card um, yeah. that we're excited for on September 26th, $75 for the, uh, for the pay-per-view. Well, and you, you're telling the wrong person yeah. because I think that's a great deal, <laughs> right? I think that's a great deal, yeah. man. You are getting, right, five quality fights, uh-huh. six quality fights. What am I talking about, yeah. right? I think that's cheap compared to, okay, what were they charging for uh, – I told you at Super Rubaletos, what were they charging for uh, Chavez's fight? The for streaming against Jorge Arce and even son, 175 bucks, <laughs> 175 <laughs> to watch guys with. Are they wearing headgear? Um, yeah, it, no, uh, who, yeah, yeah, they're gonna wear headgear. Who knows how much yeah. is the? Um, how much you think? I, I guarantee you the Jones Tyson fight is I more think, than 75 bucks. Uh, no, I think that one was at 50. I think they priced it 50. at 50. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I think just 75 bucks is going to turn a lot of people off. Um, yeah. even though you know they're kind of showing it as this is going to be two pay-per-views in one where yeah. they they have one card that's going to start at 4. I agree. They're going to have a I 30 saw that. a 30 minute intermission, then yeah. they'll have another start the other half of the pay-per-view. Yeah. I just think a lot of people are going to be there isn't that big name like like we were talking about last yeah. uh, last week there, that big name that not, catches you are, your eye but it's sprinkled with a lot yeah. of quality yeah. right i mean again uh, the charlo brothers big and, fight fans are going to get it yeah and they're fighting against legitimate opponents mm-hmm. right uh they're you know the machine he's fighting against Dermachenko, jermal jermal with an a um the other brothers fighting uh rosario right mm-hmm. was rosario just a one hit wonder or is he the real deal i want to know brandon yeah. figueroa Right, kind of a, a a turnaround or a big big fight for him. Mario Barrios, they're looking at the Delena. I mentioned it in the mm-hmm. Danny Roman. It's a big card, man. Yeah, no, no. I, I think it'll be a big um, 
fight fans card. Yeah. You know, but the normal fan, you know, it's, it's, there's no yeah. there's no Oscar, there's no Mayweather, there's not a Canelo. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people aren't going to go out of their way to find that fight. Yeah, but this is like like if this was an yeah. 80s uh type of type of concert, you know? Yeah. Okay. What we're saying is, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't have, I don't know, Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. or Metallica or whatever. You know, but you got poison. You got Megadeth. You know what I'm saying? You got Cinderella, right? You got all these other groups that are just as good. Bon Jovi, right? Although maybe some people could say Bon Jovi is just as good as Guns N' Roses, but still, right? If you got those type of groups all in one venue, yeah, I'm there, man. Yeah, no, seventy five bucks. I think is cheap. Yeah, but but you're right. Be a good card. That being said. Okay, you and I are not going to pay seventy five bucks <laughs> yeah. because we're more than likely going to go over to the Tilted Kilt. Tilted Kilt, you know, go watch to it go watch and, the uh, fight because they carry um, Showtime pay per views. Yeah. yeah, a little there you go, a little plug a, for for two Ks. And, and we'll uh, you know probably you know we'll spend more than seventy five dollars, you know, eating. And yeah, drinking. more than likely. Yeah. yeah, probably each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the time we're done. But yeah, but we save the seventy five yeah, bucks. Yeah, but we save the on the pay per view, yeah. right? So we're way, we're ahead no matter what. Yeah. Um, other news, uh, there's talk of uh, Tim Zhu against Pat- Patrick Tessera um, having this fight in Australia. Uh, Golden Boy and um, Tim Zhu's uh, people are interested in, in having this fight. Yeah, here's what's interesting, right? And that, of course, is for the WBO mm-hmm. championship, right, where uh, Patrick Tessera. How did Tim Zhu go all the way up to number two? <laughs> In the in the WBO rankings, well, his dad was a really good fighter can back you, in the yeah. Uh, can you tell me how that back happened? In the nineties, yeah, because when I look at the IBF, and again, mm-hmm. in some cases, the IBF doesn't even have a number one or two ranked fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tim Zhu is ranked number four. Okay, the WBA ranked number eleven. Yeah, and the WBC he's number twelve. Well, if right? he's number two, who's at number one? For which 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 for the which WBO? Sanction? Brian Castano. Okay. Is well, number one. Well, Brian Castano's probably upset. You know, yeah. how come I'm not getting that? Fight? Right. That's exactly right. Because he doesn't have the zoo name, yeah. right? Hence, you know, Horn's feedback and, and issue with that. But anyways, just kind of interesting how these guys rise to the top. Um, and it does have to do with their name. It does have to do with the marketability. It just is what it is. Because here's the thing. You put that Tim Zoo Patrick to share a fight in Australia, you're going to get those 15,000, 16,000 fans. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. How crazy would that be? No, yeah. It'd, it'd be... Uh... You know, it'd, it'd be great. You know, they'll they'll have sixteen thousand people. That's another reason why they're probably having it in Australia is they can have fans there. That's what I mean. Um, watching his last fight, you know, they weren't really yeah. socially distanced. It looked like they were no. right next to one another. No, as it should be. You yeah, know? people don't care, and it's an island. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, you know, other news. You know, talking about some of the fights that happened. You know, while we've been off, um, the Jamel Herring fight. Yeah. Um, he won by disqualification against uh, Jonathan Akendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a messy fight, huh? Yeah, you know the uh, the announcers, Timothy Bradley, Andre Ward, weren't too happy with yeah. uh, Jamal Herring, um, sure. saying that he, you know, kind of gave up during that fight. You know, looked for the easy way out, knew the rule that hey, if if, if he wasn't able to continue, yeah, then he automatically gets the win. Right, right, and they're right. Yeah, and you know what? And so's and uh, Jamal Herring is right. Yeah. For doing that, because yeah. what if he doesn't, right? What if he continues and something happens and it goes awry right. and he gets caught and he loses, right? Guess what? Now he walks out of there as the champion, mm-hmm. right? And he's now uh, basically in line to fight uh, Frampton. Yeah. I almost said Peter Frampton because <laughs> I was on that whole rock theme. 
Peter yeah. Frampton was from the you don't even remember Peter Frampton mm. from the 70s. I heard the name, but yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, and um, so so be it. And by the way, yeah, Andre Ward is somebody to talk about, you know, <laughs> ducking and not you know, not staying out there in the fighter's mentality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it uh <laughs> you know, I think they were a little bit harsh on him and uh you know, I would have you know, like to see him the fight continue, but it wasn't one of those things where, you know, Jonathan Ken- uh, Kendo was just about to turn the tide and win that yeah. fight. You know, mm-hmm. Jamal Herring had it, you know, in the bag. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't going to, nothing yeah. was going to change. No, it it wouldn't have. But again, right, from Herring's perspective, what if something did, right? Yeah. What if something did and all of a sudden the eye was a factor and he loses? So, mm-hmm. you know what, at the end of the day, years from now, no one's going to care. Yeah, no. Okay, all that matters now, Jamal Herring continues. He's the champ, and he gets to fight Frampton for a lot more money. Yeah. So, screw it. He made the right decision. No, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, also, uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, uh, they have a date now. It's uh, December 19th. It's yeah. going to be Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. They're hoping to have anywhere between ten and 15,000 spectators in the arena. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, it'll be good because I'm going to see if we can get in there, right? That's yeah. that's number one, why I'm excited about it. Of course, big deal is the fact that we get to actually see them fight. Yeah. And that's one of those fights, and we could talk about a lot of these, but that's a super fight. Mm-hmm. Remember, as we talked about, we talked about who today has those names, right, that we wouldn't consider to be, you know, stars. Both of those guys were, we decided. Yeah, both of those guys are uh, and, top three heavyweights. You know, right. So it'll still be e- easily. a Easily. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate, for example, that the Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko and the Cruz and Davis are not going to have fans because those fights absolutely merit having a crowd. No. And yeah. it, Because I think they can change the fight, by the way. I think in those kind of, uh, uh, that atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think fans could change the fight. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, you know, the, the cheering, the going back and forth. You know, I think it's going to be a hot ticket. I think uh, a lot of people from England are probably going to, you know, fly out. Oh yeah. Try to get in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this fight. I, I would love yeah. to be able to go to that fight. You know, because could, it's could be, be one, one that one. we even go just to spectate. You yeah. know, hanging out at the hotels and and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. First class places that we hang out. Yeah. So. Cool, man. Uh, but yeah, you know it. it I don't see why not. They why they wouldn't be able to get spectators in there. I yeah. know uh, the NFL. Yeah, you know the Kansas City had uh, seventeen thousand fans in there. Yeah, um, like, you know they were kind of spaced out. They'd have yeah. a group of like two or three. Yeah, then you know it was kind of spaced out a little bit, and then um, how do they handle the restroom? By the way, the logistics at the restroom. Ah, uh, that I'm not sure on. But, yeah, because uh, what do you what do you do there? Yeah, right? I think you would just have to you know wear your mask and <laughs> yeah. And, and and go, but mm-hmm. um, no tailgating. Yeah, right. College football games over the past weekend. Yeah, you know, they had fans as well. Yeah, but no tailgating. I know at the K- at the yeah. Kansas City game there was no tailgating yeah. allowed. So uh, you know, I think you know things are starting to open up, and as long as we don't get a really big second wave. Yeah, I think uh, you know things will start opening up. Yep, depending on which data you believe, but yeah. yep. And then you know probably the big story of the week is the whole Can- Canelo lawsuit, um, which we'll get into. Uh, and it, it deserves its own segment. There's its own segment because we we really got to break that down. Yeah. Um, don't forget Saturday, right? There was the um, uh, welterweight uh, war, uh, Kavialuskas against uh, Michael Zuski. Okay. So uh, just in case, Kavialuskas was the uh, fighter who rang Terence Crawford's bell, and it should have been a knockdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
But I think the, uh, I mean, it almost looked like, uh, well, they said it was a push or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it was a knockdown. I think it was um, the same referee who was refing the, uh, the Ivan Drago Rocky fight, right? Yeah. Did you, I mean, I was watching that fight. I don't know if you saw that, but Rocky, I think officially he only went down four times, uh-huh. but he went down like 28 times, yeah. if not more. Well, you know, that glove hit. Yeah, the canvas, and then he, right. you know, he started stuttering a little bit. Yeah, and Drago got a running start to yeah, to, to punch right. him and knock him down again. That's right. You know, when when does that happen? I think because you know that's where the term flash knockdown comes yeah. from, right? Yeah. And I think that if it's a flash knockdown, there's no reason for the referee yeah. to intervene and do the standing eight because yeah. it was a flash. It's like, hey, I'm down, but I'm up. Yeah, and I, and I can continue to fight. Because Rocky had that one when. Uh, when he hit him with that big one-two yeah. in the corner, right. he dropped, but he sprung right back up. Right, that's right, yeah, that's then, right. That's what I'm saying, the bang, bang, and he's yeah. right back up, right? So, um, and that's in question, by the way, because if I'm Ivan Drago, right, uh-huh. um, who knows if all those are counted as knockdowns, takes a lot out of you having to sit there, go through the standing eight, mm-hmm. but instead, right, you're allowed to get up in a flash yeah. and continue to fight, so... I thought that was questionable. Yeah. But um, but with regards to this fight, yeah. Kavialuskas was the one who fought really good against Crawford for a little mm-hmm. bit, rung his bell, and then Crawford came and that basically pissed him off, right? And yeah. then he, he took care of business. But it was a good fight, okay? Now, you say, why did I even bring that fight up, right? Mm-hmm. The highlight of the fight was Tim Bradley, <laughs> okay? Yeah, Tim Bradley and his astute color commentating, right? Because we got to learn about how Tim Bradley would strategically fight to cater to certain judges, right? So he said, for example, he was fighting one time, and there was two Mexican judges. And he knew there was two Mexican judges, so guess what he did? He took on the role of the aggressor because he knows, right, like we all do, that if you're Mexican and you judge a fight, you're only looking for somebody who's the aggressor. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So he was able to capitalize on that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's great, uh, great work right there of uh, you know breaking it down. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. by Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly that's, that's all right. And he, yeah. yeah, and he's not you know, and that's not a stereotype. He's yeah. just telling it like it, is. Telling like it is. Just telling it like it is. Hey, yeah. you know what? Mexican judges like fighters that come forward, and I'm sure he has the data to uh, to prove it as well, right? <laughs> but anyways, but I love Tim Bradley, right? I really yeah. do. And some of this, he he says what's on his mind, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, I'd like to talk to those Mexican judges and say, hey, here's what Tim Bradley said. Yeah. You know, is that really? And then let's really look at what they're judging. Right. Uh-huh. But just because they're Mexican judges, they're they're going to always lean on the aggressor. Yeah. They're just uh, n- not even the effective aggressiveness, just mm-hmm. the aggressive, just the aggressor. Yeah. That's yeah. what he did. That's what he said. He said, I use that to my advantage, knowing that the Mexican judges, that's what they were looking for. Yeah. Makes sense. I was thinking, what was the third judge? Yeah, <laughs> you know, what you know what I'm saying? What if he's got a German judge? He didn't happen to mention where he was, where this fight was. No, no, that I forget which one it was. But I started thinking, yeah, what if he's got a judge from France? Yeah, what if he's got you know, an Asian judge? Yeah, you know, now what? Right? I, what if he's got an Asian, a Mexican, you know, and an American judge? But then again, if he's if he's not fighting in 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 Mexico, yeah, you know. How many times have you seen a Mexican judge? I, well, that's in a big fight. In a big fight. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Is like, what? Yeah, those. Where are the Mexican judges? Yeah. Right. When he said there was two Mexican <laughs> judges, I'm like, where was this? Yeah. yeah. Almost had to have been right. Ciudad Juarez, right? Yeah. In 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 Mexidia in Mexico City. Who, right. Yeah. Who was he fighting? Chavez Senior. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard hard to say, you know. And they, of course, they were talking about his great uh, the decision, the first win against Pacquiao. It's like no, you know. Yeah. We talk about robberies, you know. Remember, we yeah. talked about one of these shows. There was one right there, yeah. right? He didn't beat Pacquiao, no. right? No. But that's kind of how that whole conversation. That was the context of it. He yeah. knew, he knew how to cater and how to play mm -hmm. to everything. And yeah, with the two Mexican judges. Well, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to check that fight to see if who, who were the judges I, for that. I'll fight. find it. I thought about it too, right? But then I got distracted yeah. just because of what he said. Because I was thinking, what? What is he talking about? Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah. So sometimes, right, it's not the fights that are entertaining, but what some of these guys are saying as they're uh, as they're commentating on yeah. the fights, you know? He did have some better stuff to say throughout the fight, right? Mm -hmm. But that was one of them, and he kept going on, too, about, you know, his career and what he would do and, you know. And, you know, the funny thing is, right, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet, but some people have said that he should be a surefire Hall of Famer. I don't know, but I will tell you this much. He has been in some wars, and he has been in some fights where he let it all hang out, and he earned my respect as a fighter. No, yeah, definitely. You know, he, he, was... he did. He did, man. That guy, he fought, and he had a couple fights. I can't think of the opponent. You'd have to look it up real quick on Boxing Rick, but he had one or two. Um, I think it was against the, uh, the Russian, in fact, where he had no business having to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the guy, and he did. Yeah, no, it... it uh... Definitely, he was he was he was all action. You know, he mm -hmm. wasn't in a bad fight. You know, he wasn't going to yeah. sit there and, and run. You know, and uh, you know, he was he was impressive at at times. But yeah, he didn't win that fight. No, he didn't win that fight. And I don't think he's a. I don't I don't consider him a Hall of Fame fighter. Yeah. But um, all right. So you said we have the the Canelo, but we're going to talk about that in a second second segment. Yeah. Anything else, or was that the news, Rick? No, that, that that's pretty much the news. It's been kind of. Uh, Last week's have been kind of kind of dull, but I think that was probably on purpose. You got NBA playoffs, you got the start of college football season, the start yeah. of uh, pro football. Um, so you know there there just hasn't been the fights, but it's really going to start picking up here. Yeah, this is like the lull, right? Yeah. We had a little lull, but 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 here it comes again. Here it mm -hmm. comes again with the with the really big fights, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. All right, folks, here's what we're gonna do: big little quick segment coming up now. Before we get to the Canelo. Okay, or we can do it after. We want to get to your decision on the Leonard Hagler fight. Okay, we can get to that. Uh, we can do that next. Yeah, I think we have to get to that next because okay. that's a big one. A lot of people yeah. want to know exactly what you think, and then obviously Goyo, who you know didn't make weight, mm -hmm. which we're just gonna say right was never interested. Yeah, no. Ma you know, maybe it was it was the purse. He was unhappy with the location. Who knows? But he just should have set it up front. Yeah, and, and save everybody all the time yeah. and the hassle. Maybe, maybe, hopefully after the after. After the fight this week, he'll show up next week to discuss. That's usually uh, that's usually how it works. Yeah. Right. Usually how it works. He'll somehow you know, resurface. Yeah. So, all right, folks, we'll be right back. It's fun being here at Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're back. I'll tell you what, though, right? Um, and just so that we're on the record... Um, I do like Timothy Bradley, if for no other reason, by the way, because he is a local guy. He's yeah. out of Palm Springs, and he fought a lot here locally, right? Hence the Desert Storm, you know? So, I, you know, I do like him. I just sometimes some of his feedback is something else. But I do like I like a lot of fighters, but always a little bit, maybe a little bit more biased to the local guys, Rick. Yeah, no, and, and he fought, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of fighters. You know, he wasn't ducking oh, yeah. anybody. You know, he, he did have mm -hmm. the... 
his only two losses were were to Pacquiao. Right. You That's know, may, right. Maybe he left a little bit uh, too early, but um, you know he he had some good uh, victories against uh, uh, Jesse Bar- Vargas, yeah. uh, Brandon Rios. Uh, yeah. He uh, had a split decision win over Juan Manuel Marquez. Yeah. Um, well, in the war, it was against uh, Ruslan Provotnikov. Mm-hmm. That fight was an absolute war, and he didn't have to do that. Yeah. Right. And he went toe to toe with that guy. It was an amazing fight. So no, he's he's turned in some some performances. Yeah, Lamont Peterson. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, when I said earlier, Hall of Fame. I don't know, yeah. right? I, I don't, I, I don't know. He's won, you know, championships at, at several weight classes. But anyways, we are fans of Bradley, yeah. especially because he's a local guy. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, right, we had Goyo. Like we said, Goyo didn't make weight. Stuff happened, right? Um, but the fans are clamoring. We want to know. So Leonard Hagler, if you had not watched the fight. Since uh, it came out in 1987, um, I know it did because I, yeah. I remember that year. In fact, I watched it at my uh, um, one of my teachers was hosting the fight, mm-hmm. who was a former fighter himself. So, all right, you had a chance to watch it round by round. However, you were quarantined, right? Mm-hmm. Non-biased, just you directly. You have no skin in the game. Neither yeah. one, neither one of these guys. We're is, my guy. We're your we're favorite fighter by yeah. any stretch. And, right. uh, you know, just to premise that, you know, you yeah. said it was uh, 87 this fight? Yes. Okay. 87, I was nine years old. Right. See, there you go. Right. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, don't remember watching this fight right. know, back then. No. Probably didn't. Nine years old, I probably wasn't watching boxing. Yeah, didn't benefit from it emotionally, financially, one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Nothing yeah. gained from it, other than now, pure fight fan, and you're watching the fight. Yeah. Okay. And after watching the fight for 12 rounds, uh, what is that, 1987, 15? I mean, how many years later? 30, holy smokes. Yeah, uh, so it, uh, damn. You know, and, and I wanted to get as little yeah. of background going into this, you know, just kind 30, of watching th- the fight. 33 years. Yeah. 33 um, years. What I did learn after yeah. the fact yeah. uh, was... Mm-hmm. The fight that I watched had like, I, it sounded like the the fight doctor Ferdy Pacheco yeah. and Bobby Chez. Yeah, you know I was yeah. getting their feed and <laughs> yeah. not the HBO feed. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, so wow. w- when I watched the Legendary Nights after <laughs> yeah. the fact, that one was done with um, you know Lampley, right? Um, the HBO guys. Oh, that's interesting. So you know, it, I don't know if you know that would have affected you know my scoring. Yeah, or, that's why I, you got to lower it. That's yeah. why, especially with Lampley, and, especially and, with Lampley. <laughs> And so, but I didn't get their fight. I got, you know, I, I don't know who the other two guys, but yeah. they were, um, I, I think it was the fight doctor and Bobby yeah. Chez yeah. Know, doing the international feed or whatever they Could were doing. Could have been, right. Um, Armed so, forces, yeah. So, you know, watching this fight, you know, um, first things that, a couple things, first couple rounds, yeah. you know, I noticed mm-hmm. the announcers were very pro-Leonard. Yeah. The, the, the fans were very pro-Leonard. Oh, yeah. Um, I had Leonard winning. The first four rounds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can um, see that. You know, I, I went back and I, after I scored the fight, yeah. I went back to see what the judges mm-hmm. did. Yeah. So all three judges had Leonard winning the first round. Yeah. All three judges had Leonard winning the second round. Mm-hmm. Two of the three yeah. had him winning the third round. Yeah. And two of the three had him winning the fourth round. Yeah. So I went so back and go. I I went back and I checked and yeah. I said, you know what? Just kind of level setting just to see give, where you're at. Yeah. Give the first four, mm-hmm. you know, to Leonard. Yeah. Okay. Um, round five. Yeah. I gave to Hagler. Okay. I, I felt like this was the first, um, 
first good round for Hagler. I felt like he, he got Leonard hurt a little bit. He was landing the cleaner punches in the fifth round. Yes. Um, by the end of the fifth round, both the guys looked pretty tired. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, where, how's this fight going to go? Mm-hmm. The sixth round, I felt like uh, Leonard was able to um, win the sixth round. Yeah. So, so let me let me let me just yeah. stop you there so that just to tell you where I'm at, mm-hmm. right? So I gave the first uh, three rounds to Leonard. Okay. The fourth round I gave the Hagler big. Okay. Okay. The fifth round I gave the Hagler. Okay. Without a doubt, and then the sixth round, I had it even, but I could, I gave the edge to Leonard. Yeah, and 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 rounds five and six. Yeah. Were Hagler Leonard. Yep. And all the judges had it Hagler Leonard for mm-hmm. five and six. Makes sense. Um, so you know, through through six rounds, yeah, I had it five rounds to one, Leonard. Yeah, that's interesting. I had it four two. Four two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, and mm-hmm. after six rounds, I looked yeah. at the judges' scores. Yeah. And if I was the fourth judge, yeah, you know, I I would have been in line with what they were saying. Sure. Yeah. Um, through six rounds, very tough. Fight to, to score. Yeah. I could see how some of the rounds yeah. were, were were pretty close. Yeah, the sixth round. I'm telling you, the yeah. sixth round, I could easily go to Hagler, mm-hmm. easily. And, and so, like, I mean, and look, I mean, we've got already. I've got in my notes. I've got round four, Hagler big. Yeah, that I don't have that as a close round. I had Hagler winning that round easy. Yeah. And then um, you know, I, I even you know the one thing I did get from you guys is, mm-hmm. and I and I heard about before the before the fight. Was the stealing of the rounds? Yeah. So I wasn't gonna give anybody yeah a stolen round. Yeah. You know if if they did you know ten seconds, fifteen seconds of of if they won that yeah part, I still needed to check the whole rest of the round to make sure, sure as that it should be nobody stealing right. any rounds. Sure. Um. So at that point, five rounds to one. Yeah. I'm going round seven and yeah. eight, mm-hmm. both to Hagler. Okay. You know I felt like uh. You know. He put the constant pressure. Yeah. Uh, the harder punches. Uh, Leonard seemed to be getting a little bit tired. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Hagler. Two out of the three judges in each yeah. each round yeah. had Hagler. Yeah. Um, so so I had uh, I had Leonard in round seven, mm-hmm. I, but it was close. Yeah. You can even look at my notes. I have a question mark. Mm-hmm. I have it close, but I gave it to uh, Leonard. Big lefts, close round number eight. I have Hagler, no doubt about it. Yeah. So you know seven. Seven and eight, you know, I'm in line with I'm in line with the judges as yeah. well. Um, rounds nine and ten, I also had for Hagler. Okay, well, well here we go. Um, nine so, for sure. By the way, great round right now, yeah. if you remember it, right? Round nine. A lot of action. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I had Hagler. Two out of the three judges had Hagler. Round nine. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the greatest rounds ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hell of a round. He had the uh, cleaner punches that round. Yeah. The, it seemed like the higher output that round. Yeah, you know, so I, you know, I gave him that round. Eight. Uh, you're talking about eight nine, right? Uh, no, nine ten. Okay, nine ten. Nine ten. Okay, I had nine ten. I had, yeah, I had Hagler, uh, Hagler Leonard. Okay, I had Hagler in the tenth round. Mm. This this was the the tenth round. Yeah. Um. You know, I I didn't let him steal that round yeah you know that was one of the rounds where yeah i could see if somebody let him steal that round mm-hmm. it would go leonard but i had Hagler, Hagler. so at that point i've got yeah sorry i had Hagler 10 by the way i had Hagler. Uh, oh nine and ten i had Hagler. Oh, okay. Hagler. i had Hagler. 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 Yep. and then that 10th round was the only one where the mm-hmm. judges gave 
to Leonard. Yeah. Two out of the three. Yeah. And and that was the first one. Yeah. Where I didn't fall in line with the judges. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Uh, Hagler had won that round. So mm-hmm. yeah, I after, had Hagler after ten. Yeah. I've got that fight five five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wow. Know. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Here we go. So you know the championship rounds. Yeah. You know, and all the lead yeah, up. Yeah. The final all two. All the lead up to this fight was. Yeah. You know Le- Leonard. Yeah. You know he wanted the twelve rounds. Yeah. He didn't want the fifteen rounds. Yep. Which I kind of like the 15. Now that I'm looking at this yeah, fight, yeah. I like the 15 rounds because you got an odd round. Yeah, but and here's the thing. You're right. But and the, but leading, now not leading up to it, but now that you've watched, at least up mm-hmm. until these 10 rounds, okay, yeah. it, it's almost like an old wives' tale. It's like a myth that, you know, Leonard stole rounds mm-hmm. in the last, you know, 10 seconds with yeah. shoe shines. He didn't. He shoe shined in the middle of rounds, okay? Yeah. That's when he would. And they were effective. They were combinations, he wasn't just shoe shining. He mm-hmm. was actually punching Hagler. Yeah. Okay. But people forget that. And there's all, oh, he stole rounds at the end. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've watched the fight seven times now. Yeah. Tell me which rounds he won at the end with the shoe shine. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. But all right. And there was even a round. Um, yeah. I have to look it up. But there was a round where I was like, Hagler seemed like he tried to steal that round and yeah. I wouldn't give him that round. Right. You know, I, right. I, I kept it with, uh, with Leonard, actually, you know what? We'll get to that round. It was yeah. round eleven, yeah, which I gave to Leonard, yeah. Um, right. And I made a note that you know I can't let Hagler steal that round. Yeah, I've and, got Len- I've got Leonard as well. And um, all the judges in that yeah. fight had mm-hmm. Leonard winning that round, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I couldn't let him steal that fight that that which, round, which leads to the last which round. So you got it right now. I got it six five six five six five Leonard six five. Yeah, it's coming down to the last round. Last round. Yep. And this is where, you know. I gave the last round to Hagler. Wow, there you go. No I, I, kidding. I gave him the last round. No kidding. Wow. Two out of the three judges yeah. gave that round to Hagler. Yeah. And um, yeah. you know, it was just one of those things where yeah. you know he landed more. You know, he was I wasn't gonna let you know Leonard steal that round. Yeah. And um, you know, at the end of it, yeah, me and the judges were yeah. not in sync, only in round ten. Yeah, so you've got 114, 114. I've got it 114, 114. Yeah, and I said, right, and I said when Goy was on here, you remember, it's mm-hmm. on the record, it's on the podcast, I'm okay with the draw, Yeah. right? Like, I get it. I get how somebody can give it a draw. But I also get, and I think you would agree, how somebody would give the fight to Leonard. Yeah. And, right? And, 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 and how somebody may see it for, for Hagler. For so I, I can totally mm-hmm. see this fight, yeah. if, you're, if you're pro-Hagler, you're pro-Leonard, you're going to give... Maybe a round or two, either direction. But there were. Let me see. I'm looking at my my sheet again. There were seven rounds. Yeah, you could give either guy. Right. You know, seven rounds. I had yeah. five rounds written down where mm-hmm. all the judges and me right. were in in sync. Right. So those those five, you know. In well, the other seven, yeah, they could go either way. That's the thing. I mean, like we said, look, start off with round number four. I had Hagler big mm-hmm. in that round. You've got Leonard, first four. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? And I said this, and I'll say it again maybe a little differently. Um, yes, Hagler was chasing and was the aggressor, right? But I said chasing because chasing is not being effective aggression. Mm-hmm. What it was, it was Leonard pulling Hagler around the ring. And then he would stop, pop, 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 stop, pop, 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 pop. That's what he was doing. Now, watching the fight, I felt like Leonard had the better plan Mm -hmm. going into the fight. Absolutely. He he went into that fight knowing, 
I'm the lighter man. I've been, um, you know, uh, he was retired for for a bit. Yeah, that's right. Um, he knew that he couldn't come in. He had mm-hmm. to do his game plan. Yeah, perfectly to win that fight. Yeah, and I think he executed his plan. Yeah, better than Hagler did. Yeah, I think Hagler was a little bit cocky, mm-hmm. and he thought, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to catch him. You know, eventually, I'm going to wear him down. Eventually, I'm going to be too much for him. Yeah. And, you know, I say the cockiness. I think if Hagler would have not been messing around, he had his yeah. best rounds when he was fighting Southpaw. Yeah. He, but I think he he was like, oh, let me get cute with it. Yeah. Let me buy. Let me fight. You know, who do you think it was, Rocky? Yeah. Well, Where, the, yeah. You know, now, he yeah, he fight. waited, right? Yeah. Here's the thing, right? And he, uh, I think, right? I think he figured, yeah, Leonard's coming off a long layoff. Mm. It was just going to be constant pressure, and it was a matter of time before he was going to catch up to Leonard. Yeah. Right. And either he would knock him out, or it would be so obvious. Here's the problem, like you said, Leonard prepared and executed the game plan to perfection. Yeah. His plan was to pull him along mm-hmm. and fight in spurts. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, see, you know, um, uh, Mayweather, right? Floyd Mayweather Jr. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what he does, doesn't he? Yeah. He moves around. He boxes, pop, 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 pops, moves. Pop. There's nothing wrong with that. It's called boxing. Yeah. So it's called the sweet science. Okay. Of course, I mean, you know, Goyo complains a lot of fans. Oh, he didn't stop and fight. What? Why would he do that? He would have gotten beat. Yeah. Right. Hagler, too big for him. Hagler was the bigger, stronger fighter, mm-hmm. natural middleweight, been there for, you know, 10, 11 years. Right. Been the active fighter. Why would he stay there and fight with them? Yeah. He, he pulled him. He pulled him and pulled him for 12 rounds. And he was able to success, successfully convince the judges that he did that better than Hagler did for seven out of five, seven out of 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. And you know it wasn't like these judges did a bad job. I thought, yeah, you know, but I think with with the crowd because it was definitely a pro Leonard crowd that you know maybe they swayed him a couple you know a couple rounds Leonard's way. But this is one of those fights where it was pretty even. A draw was probably the fairest. Yeah, you know, a draw would have gotten them in the ring again. Maybe, yeah, you know? maybe. And um, yeah, but you know what though, you're right. But okay, again, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, Leonard executed his fight plan to perfection, and there's something to be said about that, yeah. right? It's really clear, I think, when you're watching a fight, whose fight you're fighting, who's dictating mm-hmm. the pace. Who dictated the pace? It was Leonard, right? Even though Hagler was the aggressor, he wasn't the aggressor, I'm telling you. It's like it's like, um, it's like a pinata, right? Mm-hmm. I used to be a really good pinata holder, right? Yeah. You know, on the roof, you stand up and do the pinata, yeah. right? I could have 50 people and the and the kids, and the pinata would last till the 50th kid, right? Yeah. Or 10. Didn't matter. I could make it last however many kids there were. And it was always that ball with the spike sticking and, out. And you could time it. Like, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The last kid, this is, That's the, right. this is the time. I would always time it. The last kid, the finishing blow, would, uh-huh. right? And it didn't matter. I'm telling you. It could be 10 kids, 30 kids. I could make it last, right? Yeah. And because you know what? I was leading the kids along just like Leonard led and pulled Hagler for 12 rounds. Wasn't always successful, right? Sometimes Hagler caught up to him and was able to corner him and landed effective combinations. But all Leonard had to do, guess what? He only had to do it for seven out of 12 rounds. Yeah. And he did. And he put enough of a question mark in the judges to convince the judges that he had done enough. And to your point, couple that with the fans, the media darling, if you put the volume up and listen to the 12th round, the announcers had Leonard winning the 12th round, by the way. Did they? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, I think it was well, the, 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 think, Dr. Ferdy Pacheco. Yeah. And he and he you know, wins the 12th round. So 
Yeah, at that point. And, of course, you know, you look at the other side. Not that it matters, but mm-hmm. it does. Hagler was not uh, fan-friendly, right? No. Not media uh, so savvy, I would say. And I think, you know, may- maybe all of that, you know, more cost him the fight than actually, um, you know. But at the end of the day, but look, even yeah. you, even you've got six rounds for Leonard. Yeah. Watching um, it completely I, unbiased, objective, right? Yeah. And I think the big thing on this fight, yeah. uh, uh, similarly to the Canelo Triple G number one yeah. fight, is one of the judges had it, had it 118, 110. Yeah. There's no way that that fight, yeah. you know, you can get 118 to 110. Well, but, but, okay, but you say that, but here's the thing, okay? So I got the first three to Leonard. Uh-huh. And if I give Leonard, yeah, the first three to Leonard, I could give the fourth, the fifth, um, the yeah, sixth, the it, seventh, the eighth. It's a reach there to you only go. give him. Yeah, two but I rounds. got. But okay, but you gave Leonard round four, right? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So if I give that round to Leonard, there's now I have four for Leonard. Round six, there's seven for Leonard. Eight for Leonard. Uh, nine, ten. That's ten rounds for Leonard. I have. Yeah, I, I just think but, that's a huge, huge stretch. But I just showed yeah. you how it could happen. Yeah. I just went against you know rounds that were close, so it, it very well could happen. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. And there's enough people who've watched that fight that'll, again, look, yeah. you know, you've watched it unbiased and you've got it 6-6. Six, six. And the judges, like you said, were pretty close as well. So Yeah, well, two judges had it 115, 113, one for each side. Right. Um, you know, but I'm, and then, I'm, and I'm looking the lopsided at, decision. I'm looking at the scorecards from, like, ringside press and broadcast media yeah. um, from Wikipedia yeah, and only one only one uh, magazine had uh, Leonard at one eighteen, and that was Ko magazine. Yeah, you know, KO, probably yeah. probably owned by maybe Ray yeah. Leonard. I used to like that magazine, by the way. <laughs> I did. I, I I used to subscribe to it. I don't think they're in uh, in uh, publication Paper, anymore. Yeah. I don't think so. All right, well, there you go. That does it for the Hagler Leonard <laughs> fight, right? So guess what? The decision goes to Leonard. <laughs> because Leonard, yeah, officially won the fight by the judges. You had it a draw. I had it for Leonard. So guess what? Yeah, Goyo's out. Goyo's out. Yeah, Goyo's <laughs> out. Yeah, decision to Leonard. We'll be right back, and we'll get into the Canelo Alvarez debacle. Yeah. All right, Pacifico's boxing, and we're back after that lively discussion, hopefully the last discussion that we have on the Leonard Hagler, although if Goyo comes back on the show, uh, chances are it's not the last time yeah. <laughs> we discussed that. Um, but there's other fights, by the way, other great fights like with, that are controversial. Speaking about controversial, okay, the Canelo news, Canelo suing uh, DeZone and his promoter. Uh, and then you, we were chatting earlier, you were saying that apparently how we filed it was incorrect, so we had to refile, yeah. you said. So yeah, it's uh, it's been dismissed. Um, the the dismissal was due to an error in the way Canelo's attorneys designated the defendants. Yeah. So you know he's got um, until the end of the month to amend the lawsuit. Okay. Which 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 is likely that he will. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, though, right? I think genius. I think in just putting applying a little pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, so 11 fight, 365 million deal, right? Um, we have a lot more details. Maybe it was available before, but yeah. now we understand that there was basically um, a $35 million 
price tag, uh-huh. right? That um, forty million total. So basically, like a forty million licensing fee that the zone was going to pay. Uh, Golden Boy and Canelo, thirty-five mm-hmm. of it going to Canelo, five of it, I presumably to Golden Boy. Yeah, correct. Yeah, right. And so that, so here's the thing, Rick. Okay, so I started thinking about it, and honestly, like from an economics perspective, we learned everything we need to do when we were kids. Yeah. Okay, the simple stuff. So I'm going to lay out a couple things, and then you know, you tell me agree or disagree, and then fans, of course, you guys counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com or hit us up on Instagram. Okay. So when I was young, Rick, I went out and me and my buddies, we established a lawnmower um, business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically a lawn service, right? Yeah. Cutting grass, cutting lawn, right? Literally, we would walk around the neighborhood door to door, okay? Um, but let me stop you here. Yeah. Was, was, was Pete helping you out with this? Yeah, Pete was helping. Okay. Pete was on okay. that. Yeah, yeah. And there's another story about okay. that too. Yeah. But yes, he was. Yeah, he was. I think I heard a little bit of that. Yes. We'll get into that later. Yeah, that's later, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's management personnel and just, yeah. you know, how to effectively... Uh, manage people uh-huh. but here's how i look at it on a real simple way right and and by the way the numbers are very close right so we would go around and i would establish prices with the homeowners mm-hmm. and it would be okay we're going to cut your lawn once a month for 40 dollars a month right mm-hmm. and that was it right yeah. now that was what we agreed to, and we obviously agreed to, you know, the, the specific scope of work was, you know, we trimmed the edges, we cut the grass, whatever that is, yeah. right? We always collected money on the 15th, and that was for no other reason, because what we said is, um, if you were going to cancel our service, you canceled at the end of the month, right? But we were all paid up and even, right? Yeah. So here's the thing, and that's just one point of it. So from that perspective, if when it was time to pony up the money, the owners of the house would say, hey, sorry, but we don't have the $40, right? Um, you know, we had some unforeseen issues financially, so we can't pay you. Here's the thing. From our perspective, like, why would you agree to pay me $40 a month, right, uh-huh. to maintain your lawn if you didn't have the money, right? Yeah. You know how when you make decisions, if you're buying a house or something, you make it a lot of times on, uh, you know, what are you making straight time, right? Uh-huh. Not overtime because it's not guaranteed, right? You don't include your bonus, simple stuff, right? Yeah. So we always looked at it, and we never had issues, by the way, but okay, the analogy I'm drawing, of course, is just that piece, right? If there was nothing stipulated in the contract about any unforeseen issues, acts of God, nature, right? Mm-hmm. Then why is Canelo not entitled to the 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 35 million? Yeah, you know, um I think the the big thing is yeah. uh we don't have access to the actual um contract that he signed. You know, is is that wording in there is you know, what kind of wording is in there? Because he it, his lawsuit is for th- 280 million. Right. Which is what's left on his deal. Which is the balance of it. The, the balance, balance of it. it. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's there's been a lot of bad blood between Golden yeah. Boy, Oscar, and Canelo. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, um, you know, DAZN is kind of dragged into the middle of this. Yeah. I think yeah. DAZN, DAZN is kind of expecting certain fights. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, from what I've been hearing, a lot of the Backdoor stuff is that DAZN felt like they had a handshake agreement that they right. were going to get a Triple G fight. Right. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. And you're right. So now but, I'm, I'm going to continue yeah. with my analogy. Yeah. You're going to see how it all fits in. Okay. But, okay, so I'm going to continue with my analogy, right? There I am cutting lawns still, right? 
But I'm not dealing directly with the homeowners anymore. Yeah. You know why? Because I have a promoter yeah. who does that for <laughs> me, right? And what my promoter does is, guess what, Rick? He works with the Homeowners Association, mm-hmm. okay? And the Homeowners Association says, hey, that's great, because guess what? My promoter is kind of my matchmaker, right? Yeah. My promoter gets to identify which houses I'm going to actually do the lawn service at, right? Mm-hmm. Me? I don't care, right? Yeah. I'm going to get my $40. I'm going to get my money every month regardless of which house I cut or not, right? Yeah. So what do I care? However, this is where some of the gray area comes, right? Mm-hmm. How much say-so do I have in what houses that I cut, right? Yeah. And my promoter, right, who is then talking to the homeowners association, after we finish the meeting, my promoter says, hey, hold on, you know, I forgot my phone in the office, right? Yeah. Then he goes back and says, hey, by the way, you know, I know there's certain houses that you want Alfonso to cut. I'm going to make sure that those get cut. Yeah. Right? Don't worry. We're not going to cut, you know, we're going to cut the houses that you mm-hmm. need to sell. Because that's the whole reason for doing the the, the yard service is to yeah. get houses in the point. And the, and the promoter shake hands with the owner of the homeowners association and says, yep, no problem. Right? And I think that that's what's going on here now. Years go by or time goes by, Rick, and guess what? An issue with the economy. Mm-hmm. The governor says no more using whatever it is. Right? Houses are not selling Right. Yeah. So now the homeowners association is not making money. They got vacant houses. Now they are like, hey, listen, if they're going to cut lawns, it better be really special houses. Yeah. Right. That's all we want is special houses. Yeah. And, and and I think, OK, so now me, I'm saying I don't care. I just want to cut any lawn mm-hmm. so that I can make my money. Ideally, I want to do the best houses. Okay, and then I've got my promoter in the middle who's saying, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to get you the best houses to cut, but the promoter doesn't accept them. Why? Well, why don't they accept them? Maybe you guys had a back deal." So to end that analogy, before I lose people, yeah. I would be pissed at both. Yeah, I would be pissed at both my promoter and the homeowners associate homeowners association, homeowners association for not fulfilling their obligation and contract to pay me the forty million, assuming there was nothing in there, right? Yeah. That talked about unforeseen issues like a pandemic, et cetera. And I would be pissed at my promoter, who is my matchmaker. Mm-hmm. That's their job, the job of a promoter. People say, what's a boxing promoter do? Why do they need one? Well, the boxing promoter has to be the matchmaker to establish fights and purse bids with other promoters. Mm-hmm. And then they have to set up the logistics of the location of the fight, right? They have to, they have to lock down the location. And then they have to get sponsors, right? Yeah. To get sponsorship, and then they got to get all the event staff. That's what your promoter does. That's why a fighter can't do that. A fighter could do that. They would have to promote themselves, like mm-hmm. uh, Mayweather Promotions. Yeah. And so that's why, okay, if I was cutting lawns, basic seventh grade, sixth grade, I would not be happy with the homeowners, and I wouldn't be happy with the promoter because I would feel as if they both screwed me over, man. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot to be said with that. You know, I think um, a lot of the um, you know, with with Canelo is looking at it. You know, I should be getting two hundred eighty mil. Yeah, I don't care if I'm fighting. You know, a Rocky Fielding. Yeah, I'm fighting. You know, um, a washed up um, Kovalev. Yeah, you know, I need to make my thirty five mil per yeah. fight. Um, That's what's I, in the contract. Yeah. If, if if there was nothing else, right? Yeah, I you know I, I definitely would like to see the the contract. I think um, you know I think with DAZN, their their expectation was you know hey, I think with the wording, 
the big thing is the contract. You know, right. once once that con- if if that contract be- becomes available to the public, we can see what wording it was for the specific um, yeah. opponents. Um, you know, because it sounds like you know Canelo wants uh, Callum Billy Joe Saunders. Right. He wants um, um, Dervachenko, w- which is interesting because yeah. and those those would be considered quality high level yeah. fights, right? champions former champions fought for championships but if the zone is saying no we wanted you to fight triple g mm-hmm. right again we're paying you the 40 million they have to be able to somehow make that 40 million yeah. back right there was even numbers on pay-per-view mm-hmm. and his pay-per-views don't do all that great yeah right they do okay yeah um you know and i think um when Kinello, when the zone was throwing out the the meetings because i keep hearing about handshake deals that it was kind of assumed right you know but you can't assume anything you no. have to have it in the contract you know a triple yeah. g fight has to be part of the thing right that the zone right. wasn't going to give triple g all of his money they yeah. weren't going to give canelo all of his money mm-hmm. if they didn't have that triple g canelo three right fight. um you know and probably by the time they end up getting it or if they ever get it you know, Triple G is going to be, you know, washed up. And you, yeah, and you have to think that at the time they made the contract too, right? It was a big deal for the zone because they were just getting themselves established, right, mm-hmm. as that uh, outlet to watch boxing matches, right? Yeah. And so, or fights, and so Canelo was a big draw. That he yeah. is the big name, right? He was the big fish. And I think that again, if whoever was their attorney and and didn't pay attention to the fine print, mm-hmm. he just said, "Hey, yeah, we're good. Eleven yeah. fights, three hundred sixty-five million. You know, and they put something, but this is expected that you fight quality fighters. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Right? That's where the gray area starts. So, yeah, who defines quality? Right. Who defines quality instead of, to your point, be very descriptive, a lot more specificity in that contract that says, no, here's the thing. Uh, One of the first five fights must be against uh, Triple G, right? Yeah. Even write it, um, Rick, even write a tiered contract, right, where you Mm -hmm. say, look, we will pay you the $35 million when it is against um, another sanctioned body championship, right? Mm-hmm. When there are at least two championships on the line. Yeah. Right? Real championships, not the gold or the interim, right? An actual, right? If you're fighting for the WBA, you know, super championship, in yeah. another, right? Um, and you're putting your own championship, that's a $35 million fight. Make sense? Yeah. And then, you know, tier two. Tier two is you're fighting for a single championship, right? Where it's vacant, like like right now, like the super middleweight uh, championship against, uh, they're trying to set them up against uh, Avni Yildream, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, a single championship, that's 30 million. Yeah. Right? Like that, you know, when you think about it, that would have made more sense. And then you say, okay, and then, you know, you fight a contender one through five, and you agree to whatever mm-hmm. BS sanctioning body or rankings you want. You can even go by the ring, right? Yeah. One through five, 20 million. Any. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think any of that was, you know, I, the big thing is, yeah, we need to see the contract. But from what I'm hearing is, you know, DAZN put out an um, opponent's forum. Yeah. Oscar De La Hoya was yeah. one. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the guy that beat Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think Norman of his Dugov. name. No, no, the, the Russian. Uh, yeah, the Russian. Yeah. You know, to fight him in, in some yeah. kind of MMA boxing match. Yeah. You know, um, you know, not it wasn't Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, they wanted him to fight uh, Masvidal, you know, mm-hmm. the one that won the the yeah. baddest MFR championship, right? Um, right. You know, and you know, Canelo's like, I don't want to fight these guys. Right. Take the easy fight. 
Yeah. The, you know, and, you know, of course, I think a lot of more people are going to watch those fights. But yeah. even Canelo knows, like, this isn't going to do anything for my legacy. Right. It has nothing to do with boxing. Yeah. It just has to do with, yeah, with, 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 with money. That, that's, you're exactly right. Yeah. Right. It's a money grab. Yeah. And and he's not at the point in his career where he's money grabbing. Mm-hmm. He's legacy fetching. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. Right. Yeah. Even Billy Joe Saunders, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why, right, we don't know, right, when we're when we're reading, you know, all the different articles and we're all oh, Billy Joe Saunders, you know, uh, declines the fight. And then you got um, the executioner. Right. Mm-hmm. And them going, you know, basically, you know, uh, dragging their name in the mud. Well, you could imagine, yeah. right? If the zone doesn't want to pay Canelo the forty million, and Canelo, and they know they don't want to lose Canelo, you can imagine what they're offering Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, they're, they're giving him, you know, one to two mil when you know other right. people he fought, you know, are getting eight to ten. Right, yeah. garbage, yeah. garbage, right? But yet again, Canelo wants to fight Caleb Plant, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to fight Caleb Smith. He wants to fight Billy Joe Sand- yeah. Saunders, right? I mean, shoot, we'll take David Benavides, which would be a great fight. Yeah. So you're right. But, you know, also looking mm-hmm. at it, you know, from DAZN's point of view. Yes. Um, you know, it, right now we're in a point with the pandemic, everything, yeah. you know, baseball players had to take a pay cut. Basketball yeah. players had to take a pay cut. Right. Um, I think the only ones that aren't taking a pay cut are the NFLers, but they have such a big TV deal right. that the owners can afford to, mm-hmm. to um, you know, to pay them. Um, but it, it seems like everybody, you know, and then there's been other fighters that are unwilling to do the, um, you know, smaller deal than they're used to. Yeah. You know, Terrence Crawford, you know, he, right. he came out and said, I'm not taking less money, mm-hmm. whether or not there's fans or not. Right. Um, you know, there there is, it is harder to come up with that money when there isn't, you know, that, that, that crowd there. And, and I agree. Like yeah. my analogy, I was saying, hey, if nobody's buying houses, you know, the HOA is saying, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, but I can't, there's no there's no homes to sell. I don't have any revenue coming in myself. Yeah. How do you expect me to continue to pay you? Here's the thing. So, yes, I can take that side as well and yeah. say that Canelo needs to kind of step back, right, mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is the reality of what it is today, right? This is the landscape. Mm-hmm. There's no fans. So guess what? No mm-hmm. revenue. Yeah. Okay, if, if there's no fans at events, okay, not only is there no live gate revenue, guess what else there isn't at, at those locations, Rick? Sponsorship, okay? Yeah. Yes, you know, Tecate's going to throw their name on the ring and whatever else because it's on TV, mm-hmm. right? But they're not selling any Tecate beer, Yeah. <laughs> right? They're not selling any of that premium beer along with everybody else, Coke, Pepsi, etc., and all the other sponsorships, Hennessy, right? Yeah. Hennessy's not going to pay... Right, and, it, and maybe DAZN overextended themselves, giving out these deals when they didn't, they didn't have the money, they didn't have, because right now, Top Rank and ESPN they're holding their cards. You know, right. they're having like one a week. You know, right. sometimes two a week, and um, they've got you know fights scheduled throughout the whole end of the year. In defense, though, right, we're not exactly seeing the biggest names, right? No, no, no. But we're seeing but, kind of the mid tier. Right, but they do have a Teofimo Lopez coming. You know, they do have that one. They do have that one, but but we don't even have a schedule from Golden Boy. No, no, we don't even know when their next fight is. Hence, why I would be pissed. Okay, in seventh grade, cutting lawns, if you know Golden Boy could not find me houses to cut. Like, give me a break. That's your. You are the matchmaker. You set up the logistics. That's what they do. Even even Matchroom has had three cards. Right, two in England. Mm -hmm. You know, one in the United States. Yeah. How come Golden Boy can't get um, 
anybody fighting. Right. And again, and this is where, right, and then you throw in all of the people side, right, the mistrust, right, the, like I said, you know, okay, deal's done, right? Mm-hmm. De La Hoya, they're all outside the building. They'll, hey, you know what? Sorry, De La Hoya says, I, you know, I forgot my favorite pen up in the office, right? Yeah. And then he has that wink-wink discussion with the zone, right? And who knows, right? I mean, and I'm just, you know, speculating here because we don't know the specifics of it, mm-hmm. but that's what it sounds like, right? It sounds like there's a lot of misunderstanding because Canelo's even saying that he believes he should have um, input, right? Yeah. And say so on who, on who his opponents are, mm-hmm. correct? The zone feels as if they should have some feedback on who the opponents are. Hey, we're the ones paying you the $35 million, right? Yeah. And, of course, Golden Boy, is he's trying to sit there with his hands up like, hey, the fight's between you two, yeah. right? I'm just trying to make the fights. Garbage. That I don't believe that either. Yeah. They have a responsibility. as a, that's, that's what a promoter does. They're a matchmaker. And, and I feel like there's, there's a lot of mistrust from Canelo and Golden Boy. Um, I, don't, I don't think he feels like Golden Boy has his best interests at heart. You know, I think... He may feel like they've got some kind of side deal with the zone. Yeah, you know where, right? Um, right. You know, and we, and we haven't heard any any more information about uh, you know De La Hoya coming out of retirement. Right. Not since this is hit. Right. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, and, that's yeah. been put on hold a little bit. And of course, you know, if you follow De La Hoya, look at him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. He's posting, "Hey, I just shot a 67. Yeah. Golf life is good. Right. I got nothing to worry about. And he doesn't, by the yeah. way. He's got enough money. He's comfortable. And he knows looking at the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. That there's probably not a lot of wiggle room for Canelo to really come after him. Yeah. Because De La Hoya is going to say, hey, man, we tried putting fights together. Mm-hmm. And now we know, right? Remember a couple of weeks ago, yeah. De La Hoya was, was um, exasperated, right? Remember coming on yeah. and, geez, we can't make any fights. What that was, you know, obviously all as a message to Canelo and team, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, look, look how hard we're trying. And it's just basically it's the zone that doesn't want to accept the opponents, right? Yeah. Now, again, um, from the zone's perspective, and I do get it. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know what was in the contract, but there is a part of this. I go on the other side and say, okay, Canelo, if you truly are doing this for legacy, right? And you look at what the common person, which is us, is doing during COVID, Rick, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we've been working at home, right? For the yeah. last how many months? We've Six. been quarantined, right? We can't eat out at restaurants. We have to sit outside, right? Mm-hmm. Haircuts. We had to like get like you know, a black market haircuts. Yeah. Right on the on the lowdown. What about our kids, man? Our kids are doing um, distance learning, and I'm gonna tell you right now, it is a struggle, right, to do the distant learning. I have a fifth grader. It's a struggle. At least once a week, he's crying, trying to figure out the homework, doesn't understand the lesson. Yeah. So guess what? We're all making sacrifices mm-hmm. during the COVID and during the pandemic. We all are. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, there's some major sports where the players have made concessions on how much amount they're getting paid. Yeah. So Canelo can't make a concession based on everything that I just said, okay, and say, look, you know what? Instead of $35 million, um, I'll take $10 million. I'll take $20 million. Mm-hmm. Right, and then make it up. And on maybe the back end. yes, maybe we make it up on the back end. That hey, but I wanted in writing that when we get out of this and when times are good, right? Yeah, I get X amount. Yeah. So th- there is a part of that, and it's like Canelo, come on, man, how much is enough? Yeah. Right, how much is enough? The sports cars, how many Lamborghinis are enough? How yeah. many mansions are enough? Yeah, right. And the rest of us are 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 struggling here, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there, there's definitely you know a point to be made and. Uh, you know, this is one of those situations where where nobody, nobody looks good. 
That's right. You know, and the one, and right. the ones that are getting into the worst are the fans. Yeah, you know? that's exactly Canelo's right. Canelo's the biggest name in boxing. Boxing right. fans want to see him. Yep. And they're not, you know, they're not getting his fight. And it's another example, right, of how we're not again. Yeah, we're not getting the best fights, so the sport mm-hmm. loses out. Of uh, Dana White and the UFC continues the stage fights, mm-hmm. right? And and there you have it. Yeah. All right. Either. So I get it, right? So again, well, you know, I can make a case for both sides. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Rick. We end up losing the fans. Yeah. And somewhere in the middle, they have to meet and say, "Look, let's just do what's best for the sport, not for ourselves." Yeah. Right. And yeah, if the zone needs the, you know, if they need to kick themselves. If the zone needs to look in the mirror and say, "Hey, you know what, guys, we screwed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We screwed up. We didn't. We didn't. We were just so excited to bring Canelo on. It was a risk. Who would have known that we were going to have this pandemic and we can't pay you thirty-five million? Yeah. But we can't. The reality is, we can't. Here's the math, right? I get it. I get the fact that you signed up for thirty-five million, mm-hmm. but we just don't have the money that's being generated from sponsorship or otherwise. So, how do you want us to pay? Yeah. But yeah, we could give you this amount. And I think they need to pony up. And then Canelo needs to say, okay, fine. Then give me, you know, 10, 20 million. Mm-hmm. And we move on. Yeah. You know, and, and there's definitely a way to work it to where, you know, he makes it up in the back end. You know, this isn't something. Um, I think I think he's uh, being difficult, um, you know, probably because he does have his issues with golden boy yeah and he wants to get it you know out of that deal yeah well and you know and again right now back to the fighter side we've talked about this right with um adam blue nose lopez we talked about it with mikey garcia here at standing eight count studios in person um a fighter's career right it's Mm short-lived right it's a very small window rick very narrow window especially the window where you were considered to be the pound for pound best when you're at your prime. Yeah. And that's when you have complete leverage, your markability is high, your revenue is high, and that's when you have to take advantage of that situation. And yeah. it's not long for a boxer, 5 years maybe. Yeah. It's not long, maybe 3 to 5 years, right? And so I get it. So Canelo's like, "No, I'm not going to give in," right? I this is my one opportunity to make good. And who's to say that, you know, Golden Boy like you said in the zone are not making out. So I get it. It's an ugly situation that no matter how it turns out, it doesn't turn out pretty for Golden Boy and, and Canelo, yeah. even if it works out somehow. But here's the thing, Rick. Yeah. Okay, Let's just assume that somehow he's able to wiggle out of his contract and there's mm-hmm. enough um, uh, legal language that allows him to leave that contract. Yeah. Where does he go and who does he go to that's going to pay him $35 million a fight? Uh, see, and, and, and that's where I think ego gets in. In, into their into their mind where they think that you know, Al Heyman is Al, Al Heyman going to give him thirty five million? Al Heyman's going to give me this. Um, you know, Bob Arum's going to give me this. You know, boxers aren't getting thirty five million right now. Yeah, you know, no, barely not. the heavyweights. You know, um, you know they've been promising the moon and uh, you know they haven't been able to deliver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? So who, you know, is Matchroom going to give him $35 million? They may up front for, yeah. what, for his first fight and, you know, front-load it mm-hmm. and say, yeah, we'll give you that $35 million for the first three fights. Who else? Bob Arum? Yeah. You think Arum's going to give him $35 million a fight? And, no. You know, and, and, you know, these, um, you know, these things have been going on forever. You know, uh, Golden Boy. Yeah. Uh, De La Hoya had a had an issue with Aram when he was with Aram. That's right. That's right. You know, Mayweather had an issue with Aram yeah. when he was there. That's right. Um, you know, Chavez had his yep. issues with Don King. Yeah. You know, um, I think yeah. Bob Aram still has uh, Oscar's um, 
Olympic gold medal, yeah. right? I don't think he's giving it back. <laughs> he said he's like my dad or whatever. But and then you know, my, you know, Mikey Garcia had his, his problems with the yeah. top rank. You know, so you know these issues have gone back you know for a long time. You know, the problem is you know, say so you have a Ryan Garcia. You know, yeah, we had mentioned him probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah. um, he had issues with Golden Boy. Yep. And you know, one time you know, gave him a new watch. You yeah. Know, gave him. Yeah. You know, probably a bump in pay. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to give somebody that makes thirty-five mil a fight? Right. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. You know, to to make it right, to smooth the thing over, what, right. an extra ten mil. Yeah, I don't even think an extra ten mil. No, makes everything better. No, and it's tough because again, first and foremost, um, responsibility of a promoter is that is your matchmaker. Mm-hmm. That's your job is to get me the best fights, right? Make the best fights happen. In fact, make the fights that I want happen. Yeah. That's that's what that's what you hire a promoter for. Yeah. Right. And then after that comes all the logistics of the event, the sponsorships, the staff, all that, and everything to make the event happen and the fight happen. And he's not doing it, right? Again, at the same time, you know, I won't rehash that. Canelo, I think, needs to make some concessions. But anyways, there you go, folks. There's our take on uh, this very... And and all, all all three have to make concessions to make yeah. this to make this work right to give the fans what they want you know the the Canelo fights you know the problem is, is who does Canelo fight that where we say Canelo's not a huge favorite. Um, you would have to look at I would say, uh, you know, I think if he fights um, Jamal Jamal Charlo at one sixty, uh-huh. I think would be a good fight. Okay. A good fight, but 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 would you would you would you favor Charlo? I don't know, you know, but I wouldn't be overwhelming to Canelo. I think Charlo can fight, man. Yeah. I I do. So I I think that I can I think that could be a good fight. Um, the David Benavides fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I Benavides. Think you have to get into the yeah. You have definitely have to get into the bigger. Yeah, weights. that's why I think Benavides is a little bit little bit too not slow and plodding, mm-hmm. but compared compared to Canelo, he probably would. Yeah. But no, I hear what you're saying. As far as somebody that I wouldn't be that Ve- here's the thing: anybody that Canelo fights at 160 or 168, Vegas is going to have him favored. Yeah, yeah. You, you I get your to, point. You would have to get into the 175s against the Beater Um See, and I don't even consider him a light heavyweight, right? He moved yeah. up. That was definitely a money fight, just to put you know that other weight. Oh yeah, uh, Beater Bev. That would be yeah. one where I, I would I would I would favor Beater Bev. Yeah. Um, not not even a Bival, you know, who's up there at one seventy five. Yeah, I think Canelo probably beats him. You got to wait to Bival, you know, a few more years under his belt. I'll tell you, uh, an entertaining fight who's big and strong is a uh, Joe Smith, man. You know, uh, I think that would be an entertaining fight. The, the only thing is, you know, Joe Smith is a lot taller. Yeah, it'd be a tough fight. You that, know, but you know, you have to get into that one seventy five range to get, um, you know, somebody where you're like. You know what? You know Canelo might not be able to win that and, fight, and I don't think he does it. And here's the thing: yeah. that's where the matchmaker and De La Hoya and the promoters come into play, mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, slow down a second, right? Because yeah, Cause, yeah are, are you kidding me? The Beater Biev? <laughs> I got Beater Biev all day long. Yeah, in that fight, right? Gilberto yeah. Ramirez, nah, not so much. There's no real. You look at the 168. No real monsters. You know, you got the Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith up at the top. You know who are, who are you know champions of of some sort. There's nobody. Yeah, but, but there's, there's, no, there's nobody there's no, there's there. No, there's nobody there. Billy Joe Saunders, believe it or not, I think has a shot if he comes in shape and he's able to box because he's a very slick boxer, mm-hmm. very slick. Right now, different opponent, 
but he completely dominated David Lemieux. Yeah. I mean, completely dominated him. Now, and David Lemieux, of course, is just a brawler, comes forward, right? Um, very, very um, one, uh, one-way type of fighter, very limited, but still, I've seen him in his prime. Um, what about Caleb Plant? Uh, I think yeah, I think I think Canelo uh, Canelo beats him. You know, it. Uh, I, I probably knocks him out in the seventh or eighth. Yeah, I mean, again, the the you know, to your earlier point, Vegas would have him favored against any of these guys, right? Yeah. He'd be favored in every single fight. But but the point is though, but there's a lot of fights to be made, mm-hmm. right? If we're looking at eleven fight, three hundred sixty five million. How many fights are left on that eleven fight, three sixty five million deal? Um, there's seven fights left. Um, we, we, yeah, we'll have to figure that yeah, out. But, but but there's enough. There's enough. Eight. Yeah, there's eight. eight there's enough fights left, right? To really stamp, I just don't like it in the in the one seventy five. I, I don't again. I don't consider him. It's too big. Remember. We met him in person, okay? This little guy. Yeah, I'm officially listed, right, at about 5'9 and a half. I was taller than him. Yeah. Okay? So he's got to be about 5'8, mm-hmm. although they may have him listed at 5'9. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he's. I don't think he's 5'9. Interesting stuff, Rick. I think we've burned this topic out. I think we put enough information out there. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back with our stat of the week, and then we'll close this thing out. Hang on, folks. going to be a good one. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, and we're back with, of course, the most popular segment of the show. Told you, friend of mine, Rick, um, was mentioning your uh, Cincinnati because he's from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate. So, what do you got, Rick? What is our stat of the week? Okay, our stat of the week is for the longest fight on record, which was fought between lightweights Andy Bowen and Texas or Texan Jack Burke in yeah. New Orleans, April of. 1893. Uh, the fight dragged on for 110 rounds and more than seven hours. The fight continued into the early hours of the morning. Yeah. Burke broke bo- both of his hands and wrist. Eventually, the referee declared the fight a draw and decided that uh, they both split the purse. Yeah. And it was later revealed that both <laughs> fighters had lost nearly, nearly 10 pounds during the fight. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, and lightweights. Yeah. Man, okay, let's re- reset some of those numbers. You said 110 rounds? 110 rounds. So 110, and that was still uh, three-minute rounds? Um, I don't know what the rules were in 1893, but it, it uh, maybe they were longer. Because they may have taken more breaks when you said, when you said the time. Well, it's yeah. 110. If you do 110 times three, that's 330. Mm-hmm. Plus, okay. the, plus the minute in between. Right, but, so, but that's only five and a half hours. Yeah. No, we, well, for, yeah, for whatever reason, it was seven hours. Maybe the maybe the rounds. They must have taken yeah five and a half. Okay, so that's fine. But five and a half, and then one hundred and ten rounds. Well, that's we have to do the math. That's a hundred, you know, hundred nine minutes, so about an hour and whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you had an hour, almost two hours, I guess, of a break. No, it's about right. One point eight. You know, right? If yeah, yeah, so almost two hours, one hundred nine minutes. So you got almost two hours in break, and then one hundred and ten rounds. Um, yep. You know, I wonder why... Five. Yeah, so it was about seven hours. Maybe there were no judges back then. Maybe there was no... You know, it was whoever... Yeah. One by knockout. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's just crazy, right? (laughs) 110 rounds, right? And here's the thing. How could they keep track of scoring at that point? Yeah, well, I'm assuming there had to be no judges because if you you have judges, there would be an end of the fight. Yeah. 
you know, if it, you had judges, you said yeah, there'd be an end of the fight. They, they, you would assume that it, there'd be a a cap on the amount of rounds. <laughs> yeah, but but there was. There has to be judges. I don't think it was. You know. But we're talking 1893. We're yeah, talking... but this is when, like, you know, every which way but loose. When yeah. you know, winner is the guy who you know, who, right? Loser is if you can't get up, yeah. right? I don't think that was the case. Well, I think even then they still had rules you know, on that. Maybe it was, uh, you know, like Karate Kid Part Two. Yeah. You know where Daniel asks Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> "Yeah, when you and Sato fight, how do you <laughs> right. know who wins?" Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, you know, the one, the one who dies yeah. doesn't." That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's right. Yeah, I think it was, I, I forget which movie, a Navy fight or something. Yeah, first one to die loses, yeah. right? That's exactly it. But, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, 110 rounds, um, they probably were breaking to get, you know, additional paper and notes, right? Yeah. I don't even remember. Imagine, I mean, we took 30 minutes, you know, today, I think, 20 minutes breaking down a 12-round fight with Hagler and uh-huh. Leonard. Imagine 110 rounds. Yeah. Right. We'd have to break it down by like decades, you know, forget about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. First 10, we had this guy. Right. Yeah, you know, break it down by hours. Who won the first hour? Yeah. Who won the second hour? Not to mention, right. What about the fans, right? Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. Can you imagine the fans? Uh, you're and really the, dedicated. And the that. unruliness of them. Yeah. Hey, I'm pretty sure in 1893, I don't know if that was during the prohibition. Uh-huh. Pretty sure they were throwing them down. Right. Well, it's New Orleans. They were probably throwing them down. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Come give me a break. So just imagine that, right? Yeah. Them hanging in there, <laughs> cheering their fighter on, right? Yeah. And what happened to them after that? Um, you know? Yeah, it, uh, well, it wasn't good. It said that uh, mm-hmm. Burke, um, yeah. he continued fighting until 1900, and then uh, his life was cut short at 27 when he died in a car accident. Yeah. Um, doesn't say much about uh, Andy Bowen, though. Yeah, I wonder if they, you know, had to look him up on Boxing Rec and see, like, how long did their next fight go, yeah. right? And then, you know, if their next fight went 80 rounds, that meant, you know, or 90, right? Mm-hmm. 200 rounds over their last two fights, right? And also, back in those days, wouldn't surprise me if those guys were back in the ring within a month. Yeah. Because, you know, back then, you know, that was not their primary profession, right? It was just a way of making money. But 110 rounds, you know? What? When did the championship round start? Around 80? <laughs> I think after 100. You think after 100? <laughs> I'm, thinking, 100 I'm thinking after round 80. Yeah. You know, yeah, after round 80. Boy, you know, we'll see what happens. And, right, my guy, right, He's he really turns it up in the championship rounds if we if we get there, yeah. right? <laughs> around 80, you know? You know, do you run out of water in yeah. the corner? That's what I mean, the yeah. whole thing. And how did you say the fight ended? Uh, when the ref just said, "Hey, it's going to be a draw, and you guys yeah. are gonna split the purse," I think. Yeah. I think back then they fought until uh, one of them. Yeah, one of them couldn't fight. Yeah. One of them couldn't continue. But I, I, I thought there was judges, Rick. I think, I think there was judges back then. now. Remember, at some point, um, they stopped this. I think in the seventies, um, the referee used to be a judge, right? Yeah. That was the third judge, and then that changed. For obvious reasons, how can you, mm-hmm. you know, referee a contest and judge the participants that are in it? That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, damn, that crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, if he called it. Wow. I'm trying to find a little bit more uh, well, information on, on on the two fighters. Uh, it looks like. Uh, yeah. Andy Bowen, you know, he ended with a career record of uh, fifteen, four, and five. Though not many fights then. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, but that one fight, right? Yeah. 
had about, you know. It takes, takes a lot out of you. Well, yeah, that one fight had about seven fights in it. Yeah. <laughs> right? If not more. You think about how many, you know, how many fighters have had one round knockouts, two round, right? So 110 fights, 110 rounds, yeah. right? Is equivalent, right? To whatever the average fight is, but that's 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 nuts, man. But back then, that's what they did, right? Max yeah. Schmeling and those guys would go, you know, Jack Johnson. If you look, those guys fought quite a quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought they had judges. I didn't think it was just you know whoever can still you know stand out of their stool. Get you know, <laughs> I, I I think pretty sure they had judges. But let's find out because we're the astute boxing uh-huh. fans that we are. We need to find out at what point did that stop and that they went because obviously that's just not humane. When right? did they start having you right, know, ends when, of fights? Right. When did they go to ends of fights? Because fifth, you know, again, now it's twelve, but we started watching when it was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um at some point, right, I guarantee you somebody probably looked and said, What's a fair number? And they oh, let's let's have them fight thirty six, mm-hmm. right? Thirty six rounds is fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They think it's crazy that they're only fighting twelve now, yeah. you know? It's like there's no way, but man, that is crazy. All right, folks. Well, that's good stuff, Rick. There's just out of the week. Hopefully, people enjoy that. That is something. Where were these guys from? Uh, one was from. Uh, well, he was Texan. Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So somewhere Texan, yeah. New Orleans makes sense on the Texan, yeah. right? Yeah, tough sob, yeah. right? <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be right back to close the show out. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, we're back. And just because we're the astute boxing fans and we should know, Rick, uh, what were the rules in boxing? I think you cleared it up during the yeah, break. Um, through the early 20th, uh, 20th century, it was common for fights to have unlimited rounds, Yeah, ending when only one fighter quit or the fight was stopped by police. Yeah. In, in the 1910s and the 1920s, a 15-round limit gradually became the norm. Benefiting yeah. high energy fighters like Jack Dempsey. Yeah, and the, and and that went on to what? When the fifteen round fights went away, what in the late eighties? Late eighties, right? Some something like that. I like the fact about um, the, the cops could stop it. Yeah, right. Um, like they had a they had a legal right to yeah. stop, right? Which makes sense because you know if it could be getting violent and mm-hmm. somebody could be right, on the wrong side of a beating, yeah. right, they have a responsibility to protect the public, right? Yeah, you know, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be one of those things because, you know, I, I'd i be one of those fighters that just would never quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, you would need the the cops, yeah. the guys in blue there, for sure. Yeah, right. Know, like like Apollo and Rocky, uh, yeah. you know, Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about or that. Or Four, Four. Don't, Rocky Four, yeah, when he told him, don't yeah, don't, don't stop the fight, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which, by the way, a lot of people didn't pick up on that on Creed too, uh-huh. right? When um, when Drago stopped the fight for his son. Yeah. Right. And yeah. again, and if I just spoil the movie for you, give me a break. The movie's been out for years. <laughs> for years. Right. Yeah. But um, but that was why they did that, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. In that particular movie. Yeah. Because he was right. He was vacillating between stopping the fight or not, mm-hmm. but he did. And the thing that Rocky couldn't do. Yeah. For Apollo Creed. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what happened. And so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You'd have the cops that would come in and say, that's enough, fellas. Right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're breaking this up. Yeah. Right? You know, and who knows about the, uh, you know, the venues. The venues right. are probably just some bar. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. You could imagine, right, the hostility 
when cops would step in and say, that's it. You yeah. know, he's had enough. Right. <laughs> and then, I mean, and, and obviously it should be pretty obvious. Yeah. What I like about what you said is that when a fighter quits. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, so ultimately, you know, yeah. it's the individual that says, hey, I've, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, that's tough. <laughs> right. And certainly not those guys after 110 rounds. Right. The referee had to stop it. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, here's the deal, folks. We're back. We took a week hiatus, right? Even Pacific Coast Boxing needs a, a little vacation and a break, right? Good thing that was not a lot of fights taking place. Um, a few good ones, no disrespect to the guys that did fight. We did catch up on that. So next week, Rick, we're starting to get it, the home run stretch, the championship mm-hmm. rounds for us, right? Yeah. We got to talk about my favorite fight card, the 26, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're going to break down all those fights. The Charlo brothers, Figueroa, Barrios, Magdaleno, yeah. Danny Roman. We're going to talk about all those in detail. So be prepared for that. And then we're going to talk about the, of course, the Teofimo Lopez fight, the mm-hmm. 17th, and then the 24th, Santa Cruz and Davis. So they're all going to start coming one after another. The month after that, you got Spence Jr. and Danny Garcia, right? Yeah. And it's just going to keep going from that point on. Yeah, so, no, the fights are going to keep getting better and better. Um. Don't forget to like us on um, Apple, um, iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. doesn't take anything. It's free, right? Send us an email, Pacific Coast, uh, I'm sorry, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. Got a lot of good stuff going on. Good to be back. Rick, we'll talk to you next week, man. See you guys next week. All right. Protect yourself at all times, folks.